The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Let's talk about Antifa and many other things with a guy who warned this audience about Antifa. The fact that they had their origins over in Europe and that they were coming to America. And folks, I think they're here. Uh, Jack Buckby is a political activist and commentator as he legally expelled from university for holding non-politically correct views on the truth about radical Islam. He's a conservative and a culturist who discusses the decline of Western civilization, and he's a co-author of A Paradoxical Alliance, an Anglo-American analysis of the left's love affair with Islam. Jack Buckby, welcome back to The Chris Salcedo Show. Thanks for having me on. Great as always. So you had a chance to look at, at this interview with this uh, alleged Antifa member uh, Jesse Waters had on the program. What'd you think? Well, it was funny. Um, you know, you can only laugh at these things at this point, otherwise you'll cry. Um, <laughs> but the, these, as I said, yeah, the, these people have been around in Europe for a very long time. But one thing I'll say is whenever you hear about someone from Antifa being on the television or being interviewed by the press, be immediately skeptical because Antifa never ever work with the press. They refuse to talk to anyone who might disagree with them. They refuse to talk to the press because they know they'll be exposed. Um, this guy, I found, is actually a YouTube prankster. Um, he's not actually Antifa, which I, do, I find quite funny. But the amazing thing is, Chris, you can't tell the difference between the real ones and the fake ones. <laughs> well, this, this guy did, if he wasn't Antifa. Now, now l- 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 your experience, of course, has been the UK branch of Antifa. Is it possible that the... Hollywood-influenced American culture Antifa are, are limelight seekers, and they think they're so emboldened after eight years of Barack Obama that they want to find the nearest television to declare how they believe that uh, that uh, their, their uh, left-wing extremist views are now mainstream? Or do you think this guy really is uh, not really Antifa? Yeah, I really think he was a troll. But there are some people that do do it. There are some people who kind of border on the Antifa side of things. Now, here's the distinction. In the UK, we had things like Unite Against Fascism, Hope Not Hate, Searchlight Magazine. These were all these collective left-wing groups that sort of worked together. And interestingly, were actually funded by the government. They had signatories who were members of parliament. They were funded by organizations that were connected to the Labour Party. And they were used as a way of breaking campaign laws. So Hope Not Hate, for instance, which was essentially a precursor to Antifa, um, used to campaign against political parties, but not necessarily for the Labour Party. But because they were campaigning against the other parties, it effectively was campaigning for Labour, and it was just a way of getting around the electoral process. And those are the guys that will do television interviews, because they think they're so, um, they're, they're so divine and so enlightened, and they really think that they're fighting this just cause. They don't realize they're puppets in this horrible, corrupt political game. Um, But the Antifa side of things are the guys that go out wearing black and they cover their faces. They refuse to let anyone know their names. They'll set limousines on fire. You know, they'll attack people. In Britain, they've attacked people with darts and knives in the street. Um, And they're the scurry lot. So what you'll find is that Antifa won't talk, but the kind of left-wing organizations that surround them will yeah. And I've, I've seen it replicated in the States. It's come from here and now you've got it yourselves. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they yeah, they take on identities like Acorn here or Black Lives Matter or yeah. some other type of group. So that's interesting. A real Antifa will not get on camera. That's very interesting. I, I wonder if Jesse Waters over at Fox News uh, <laughs> is is doing some more investigating uh, if he if he gets wind of this. Uh, let's let's pivot if we can. Uh, allies and conservatives. uh 
are uh, well. Let me, let me ask. Let me ask this about about the Obamacare debate. That a lot of our allies who are conservatives in the Congress that they are telling us that this Obamacare repeal effort by the Republicans is is nothing of the sort. It's more of a repair job. And now yeah. you have left-wingers over in the States basically saying that it's time for single-payer, much like you have over in the UK. And, uh, and you and I have kind of touched base on this before, that the UK is, very, is somewhat enamored with their, with their socialized medicine, yes? That's true. There's two things in the UK that you um, that we won't in, we won't we won't ever sort of ditch. Uh, we will never talk badly of, and that's the National Health Service and the Queen. Um, <laughs> and the, the National Health Service. If any politician ever says anything bad about the National Health Service, they will never be elected to any kind of public office ever again. It's um, it's it's a, a, a it's a it's a pride thing. We had the the post-war consensus after the Second World War. We in, uh, created the National Health Service, and people on both sides of the political debate have always stood by the NHS. And don't get me wrong, it has its flaws, but you accept some of those flaws because the way we see it is uh, it's kind of nationalist in a way. It's a way of saying, well, we want to ensure that every single person, no matter whether they can pay, no matter whether they you know, can afford this level of service or that, everyone has access to at least the same level of basic service. And it has served as well, to be fair, Chris. Now, I'm not saying this is a system that the Americans should use, but it has served as well for many years. And even when I was a child, I'm only 24, but even when I was a child, not that long ago in the grand scheme of things, I remember the doctors were so good that they would come out to your home just to take a splinter out of my foot when I was a child. You know, it was really efficient. We got great service. Today, it's not so great, um, but that's because of the, the the huge burden being put on the NHS because people access it from in, inside the European Union and from abroad and things. But, you know, I've been watching the American thing unfold, and I think what it says to me is America has to choose. You either go completely down the social socialized route or you go completely down the capitalist privatized route and anywhere in between doesn't seem to be working. Well, you know, and again, I think that that's actually kind of fair what you just said, that your your society got together. And I, I think the reason why you're, you may be a little correct about how it works for a smaller population and the size of of Great yeah. Britain compared to a, a massive country the size of the United States Um but your nation got together and said, we are we agree on this. We had a, a soundbite from a Canadian reporter that jumped on Meet the Press and basically said the same thing. The Canadians got together and said, we're, we want to do this and we're going to sacrifice some things. We're not going to have shiny hospitals. We're not going to have short wait times. Not everybody's going to be seen in a timely fashion. And that's the trade off. And you guys had an honest discussion about what socialized medicine can do. And what it can't do. We've got leftists over here, Elizabeth Warren and others, who are saying, oh, yeah, you know what? You're going to get uh, socialized medicine and you'll, you will not see a reduction in care or access. And that's an out and out lie. Yes. I, I would say so. Yes. I mean, again, it does work for a, a smaller population. And we've, we've seen just how strained the NHS has become with people accessing it from overseas. And, you know, what the politicians say now is because we have this love of the NHS, which I also have, I might say, um, because we have that, the politicians now, in order to stay elected, they have to say, well, every year we will commit more money to the NHS. Every year, 
every year more money. How is that sustainable? You know, mm. I think the only way we can actually maintain our socialized system here now is to reduce the burden and to make sure we don't have people from all over the world accessing it in many uh, cases for free. Um, so, yes, you're right. We You take some trade offs. But the thing is, in the UK, you can have the NHS, but you can also purchase privatized healthcare on the top. What I would personally like to see uh, to make the system a little bit better is to say, well, if you don't want the NHS in Britain, you can stop paying your taxes for that and you can just buy a private healthcare system. I think that would tweak it and make it perfect. But in America, you've got a decision to make at this point. And what I'm seeing from this healthcare bill that's being pushed through, it doesn't seem to be that much different to Obamacare. Yeah. No, well, no, it isn't. And, and as a matter of fact, it's it's uh, a little bit of lipstick on the pig that is Obamacare. Yeah. And, and we'll have some we have a massive amount of sound bites from Rand Paul and uh, John Cornyn and others coming up in the second hour to talk about that, because that's a direct impact. Last thing I wanted to talk to you about, um, uh, you and I spoke earlier and I let you know about the plight of Jonathan Dunn, who is uh, from Ireland. He is uh, a blaze uh, contributor and he was not allowed, much like you, to come over to the United States. And I, and here you guys are in, in American allied countries. You guys have a specific skill set. And uh, your only crime appears to be you're conservatives. And you love yep. this country. And you're willing to come in the front door rather than, you know, jump uh, down to the southern border and come in illegally. It, mm. it, it, it is a slap in the face in my view. That guys like you, guys like Jonathan Dunn and others who could contribute to the fabric of the United States of America are not allowed in legally. But illegal aliens, some of them criminals and felons, are allowed in uh, at will. Give me your reflection on, now that I told you about Jonathan Dunn's case and your own, what, what, what do you think as somebody from the outside looking at uh, the progressives in this country who think this system is just? See, I, I think the American immigration system, you've got it all wrong. The priorities are completely wrong. And I think this is a really interesting point uh, coming from Ann Coulter, really, about the, the, you know, the replacement of a population and a people and the change of culture. Um, it seems that America is prioritizing refugees or many criminals from the South. Uh, meanwhile, Europeans who are traditionally, the, let's face it, the, the best fit into an American society because America, a lot of Americans hate it when I say this, Chris, but America is a European society. Um, and I think <laughs> if you're going priori- to prioritize uh, any kind of immigrant, I think it should be Europeans personally, mm. um, or at least make sure that they're not getting, you know, stuck at the bottom and not being allowed through. Now, the only crime now, I, I Jack, I, is- no, wait a minute. Hold on. I, I think, you know, progressives want to make sure the radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists have their say in Western society. I mean, that's what's wrong with that. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 this is what I wrote my book about actually is that in that bizarre thinking from the left they would rather have people from the Middle East who hate gays who want to throw them off buildings who don't respect women and they they'd rather have those as opposed to me who I mean what have I done Chris what have I done I've done I've dared to say that there might be a civilizational um, struggle at this point in well, Europe. Well, you know, you know what, you, you know what you've done. You know what the, the left looks at you, 
And, and then they look at the radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist who throws gays off of buildings, who, as you said, disrespects and, and objectifies women. They look at you, you're a conservative, and you oppose their policies. So you are the threat and not the radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist. That's, that's their way, that's their crazy way of thinking. A paradoxical alliance, an Anglo-American analysis of the left's love affair with Islam, co-author of that book, Jack Buckby, political activist and a good friend of the Chris Salcedo Show. Sir, Appreciate your time as always. Thank you so much for having me on. Take care, mate. You bet. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.